Hello and welcome to this exciting episode of Heal, Love and Grow with Hasina, where I have the great honor and pleasure of interviewing someone who has not only had a positive impact on mine and my daughter's life, but has set the stage for so many South Asian females globally. Her story will move you, encourage you to reach new heights, believe in the impossible, and remind you that you matter. With her long list of accolades, this brilliant, fierce woman showed the world there is nothing you can't achieve. Join me on this inspiring and exclusive interview with former Miss India Canada, Sangeeta Vermani. As season two comes to a wrap, I couldn't have asked for a better guest to join me on this show than the guest I present to you today. Though we met at Superstore in small town Regina ready to fight, this woman has shown me and the world that anyone can fulfill their dreams. Raised by a strong single mother after the sudden passing of her father at age 14, Sangeetha took the lead role in helping her mother raise her two younger sisters. Within years of her mother's limitless encouragement and support, Sangeetha went on to receive many pageant titles, including Miss India Canada, co-founded Vermani Inc. with her two younger sisters, Priya and Natasha, which is an organization that provides makeup and hair artistry services along with emceeing services for an array of events in Western Canada. Sangeetha is an advocate of women's rights and was recognized as one of the most prominent South Asian women in Alberta, and her mission is to truly make a difference in the lives of others. In addition to being a successful Crown Prosecutor, Sangeetha continues to be an active member within her community as a founding member of Safarish, a group that focuses on networking within the South Asian community. It is my greatest privilege and honor to introduce to you today my dear friend, Sangeetha Vermani. Thank you, Sangeetha, for joining me today and our audience on Heal, Love & Grow with Hasina. Thank you, Hasina, for having me. It is such a pleasure and honor to be featured on your podcast, which I'm extremely proud and um, I would say honored to be listening to and you inspire people all around the world. Um, and it's nice to see that you acknowledge other women do the same. My pleasure. Thank you, Sangeetha. You've um, definitely helped me grow into the woman that I am today. So kudos to you for helping me build, heal, love and grow with Hasina. So for those of you who have heard my previous episodes, Singita is the girl from Regina that came up to me at a superstore and asked if I was the new girl in town, only to have the Toronto gangster in me come out looking for a fight. You were so confident that day we met in the produce aisle, Gita. Tell me, what was going through your head that day? Uh, to be honest with you, Regina, Saskatchewan, is a small community where South Asian uh, population was quite small. So I think that it was really important, if you noticed a new face, um, to reach out and possibly 
give a place of belonging. I felt like I had heard that there was a new person that moved in town, a new family that moved in town. And I felt that it was important for me to actually put my hand forward and see possibility if you'd like to come to a girls get together that I was having. And I'm so grateful that you did. (laughs) And the story just continued from there. But I love what you just said about a place of belonging. So many of us do not have that sense of belonging within our own community. Um, So I did meet you shortly after um, your father had passed. And so I never had the privilege, unfortunately, of meeting him. But I have had the honor of meeting and knowing your mom. And for those of you who do know her, we call her mama because she truly is a mom to everyone. Can you tell me, um, how was it facing such a tragedy at a young age? And how did your mom help in yours and your sister's healing process? I think, to be honest with you, if I were to speak from the perspective of a young child losing a parent, I think that would probably be the most devastating experience that any child could encounter in their lifetime. As well, of course, for my mother, as a spouse, losing the love of your life is definitely not something that I wish upon anyone. However, I find that our struggles really, really shaped us into the women that we are. I truly feel that the hardest thing to accept in my life was when people come up to me and say to me, well, you know, everything happens for a reason. Because as a 14 year old, I feel like I felt like I was mad at the world. Like, why would my father be taken away? What would what would be the reason behind that? As I grew older, I realized this was actually our destiny. Our mother became the breadwinner of our house, so she would go out and work, and I felt like I took the parent role, like the mothering role, to raise the kids. We both shared this journey together and raising the kids together. It almost felt like even though I was my mother's daughter, I guess not knowing so, I became her spouse. So it was like she was a wife, or sorry, she was a husband role, and I was a wife and taking care of the kids. And I think that this bond became into something unbreakable and unshakable. Because all of a sudden now, the thing that our Indian families and our South Asian families focus so much on is the importance of a man in a family, which I completely agree with. It's nice to have a nice male figure. However, we have two choices. Not having one, we can continue to mourn and grieve the fact that we don't have a male figure and how is our life going to go on? Or... We can choose to accept our fate, our destiny, and say, you know what? This is a part of our journey. So either we can become four women that are going to wallow in our misery and we're going to be sad that we can't accomplish this and we can't do this because we don't have a male in the house. Or we can change the outlook and the perspective and the momentum for women who might not have a male figure in their life and say, you know what, actually? Four women can do this together. We can rise from our tragedy and become strong and accomplish all the things and do all the things that a man would do. Of course, we miss our father all the time. But learning how to change a tire or being able to get on a ladder and change your own light bulb. Hasina, if there's anybody who understands this, it's you. Because you yourself are a strong force of a female hustler who is always going above and beyond. And it's nice to actually be interviewed by somebody who actually is a strong female herself, 
who doesn't rely on any male to actually raise a young child. You yourself are a single woman. So it's nice that you understand the struggles that we've gone through. Um, I'm going to cry. Uh, thank you, Geetha. Um, wow. I, I absolutely love you. Um, I will say that a lot of my strength, though, came from Mama. Um, if uh, you, uh, my listeners are listening to this um, episode, you know that Singita's mom is the one who helped me raise Aliana. Um, and when I went to Calgary, um, really gave us shelter, but also gave us um, a home and love and family. And it was because of this strong female that I feel like I even have, you know, a percentage of what mama has given to all of us. So um, thank you, Sangeeta. You are truly an inspiring, remarkable woman. And um, for all of you who don't know mama, um, you can when you do get to know Mama, or if you ever do get to know her, um, you can see where this strength definitely comes from. The apple does not fall far from the tree. Uh, I remember your mom always encouraging us when it came to various forms of expressing ourselves, whether through dance, clothing, even in our life choices. How has mom or Mama influenced your decisions um, that you've made in your life and essentially inspired you? I think if I were to be completely honest and transparent with all the listeners out there, anybody who knows me, I have an extremely strong bond with my mother. Um, and she has influenced absolutely every decision I have made up to date. Life is definitely not, um, I would say, a bouquet of roses. It does come with a lot of ups and downs. But when I've seen a 44-year-old woman, which ironically, I'm 44 today, so at my age is when she actually became a widow, um, raised three children under the age of 14 and struggled. And for those of you who don't know, What's morally inspiring is she was by profession a nurse. Um, so she's whether it was a registered nurse back home and became a licensed practical nurse in Canada. And when finances were tight, she got in our taxi that our dad used to drive and drove a taxi as a first female South Asian woman in actually Regina, Saskatchewan to drive a taxi to support her children. If I were to actually express my love, my gratitude, and my inspiration for this woman. I don't think words will ever do justice to what she brings to actually the table, what she brings to all of us. Um, I think the most beautiful thing about this woman is the conviction that she handles mm. every life struggle in. I always say to her, like, what, what would happen if we, what if this didn't work out? Or what if we try this and it doesn't work out? Or what if this doesn't work out? And she's like, you know what? That's just a part of the ride. That's a part of the journey. So I think anytime I have a low moment, and I would encourage any woman or anyone who's listening, if you have a low moment, take a moment and remember the people that brought you into this world. Mm -hmm. They have taken every ounce of their being to raise you in a world that is definitely not the most easiest to survive in. Remember, you put your crown back on and how strong you are. So I think that Hasina, I would say she's influenced every single decision I've made. And um, it's nice to know that um, she's 74 right now and she's still the strongest force that I know. And I'm really <laughs> proud to call her my mom. 
that is incredible and um i completely attest and i um agree with you in everything that you've said about mom because she truly is um a force to be reckoned with she is um a pillar of strength and dignity and respect and love and that's all she exudes like it's um in every fiber of her being um and I've watched all three of you grow up, not just you, Sangeeta, but Priya and Natasha. And anyone that knows any of you women knows that um, you're all strong, independent, beautiful women who have done great things with your lives. Um, so truly, uh, my hat's off to Mama. And uh, I couldn't thank her enough for the stuff that she's done, even for myself and for my daughter. Um, I want to talk about this Miss India Canada. So you became Miss India Canada. It is a remarkable achievement. Then you went on to do many other pageants. Um, you used your title, though, to serve humanity and inspire women in India and other South Asian communities. But not only there, you didn't stop there. You actually went to Europe and across Canada. Where did that desire to serve humanity come from? I think one of, um, I would say another woman that I really actually have always been inspired by is Lady Diana. I think she operates from the heart and heart sometimes doesn't necessarily call for wisdom right away. They say, um, uh, they say oh, a big heart is stronger than wisdom. And I think for me, I have always, growing up watching Bollywood movies, I've always wanted to be, um, whether it be a Bollywood actress or be in the limelight of some sort. And I think that's just something that Glamour World, as a young child uh, growing up in that kind of um, environment where you're watching Hindi movies all the time. So growing up in a small town, we didn't have these abilities. And when I moved to uh, Edmonton, Alberta, I was approached to possibly enter a pageant. And the gentleman that did, um, he really um, has taken me to lengths too. His name is Kumar Sharma. And he said, you got to enter this pageant. I said, no, 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 no. I'll help you the background. I didn't really know how to actually do the walk on a runway or anything. However, it was nice to see that someone else had faith in me. And I took the leap of faith and I entered a pageant and lo and behold, had no idea that I would even ever make it to a final cut, but ended up winning the title. And I think what that title did for me, it reminded me that I was competing against 15 other beautiful women. And Every opportunity I had, I kept looking at the prettier one and I kept felt like there was another prettier one or there was another one with a beautiful face. And it really reminded me that um, pageants have come a long way. Um, it's not about just the beauty uh, that you carry on the outside. It has a lot to do with the substance as a woman, uh, what you carry and how you carry yourself and how you speak to others and what you bring to the actual world. I think after... Um, taking the opportunity for pageants. It actually evolved into emceeing and hosting parties, which I love doing. Um, and it kind of went, and I think I was inspired by my grade seven teacher who just wanted to teach me how to public speak. And I think after that, it just became one thing to another. And I felt like a part of me wanted to do more. And I wasn't really sure how I was going to actually possibly get to the next level. 
And of course, I wanted to always be a lawyer and I applied for law school. And it actually, again, the odds were so, um, I guess I felt like I was facing every obstacle in the way. Finances were obstacle, coming from a single parent home. And um, before even applying, I think I would always accept failure very easily. I would accept the rejection. I was like, oh, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. And I think I just needed to somewhere down, deep down inside of me, they say that the light inside of me, um, it was so strong that I sent my application in. I had family behind me supporting me uh, emotionally, mentally, and financially. And um, a friend of mine who actually put the money up front for me, Sharon, um, it's not very easy to do that for uh, someone in need. And the next thing you know it, I'm in the UK practicing law. So after I became a lawyer, I felt like it still wasn't done. I needed to do more. and grow as a human and that's where I took the journey to go to India and um, you know I guess get in touch with my roots my culture and pursue my masters so I think life is definitely a beautiful journey and I would encourage anyone who's listening if you ever don't have the money or you don't have the means or you don't have the willpower or you feel like you can't do it listen to your heart and keep pushing Beautiful. And um, for my listeners that have listened to previous podcasts, you know, we really do talk about um, putting it out there into the universe. And you know what we put out to the universe, uh, the universe conspires to uh, make it happen. So um, Sangeeta, your true testament to uh, putting it out there into the universe and uh, making, you know, your dreams come true. Speaking of dreams come true, um, I know we're running out of time, but I wanted to get through a few more questions to you today. Is that okay? Of course, of course. So um, you're a successful crown attorney. You're married to this wonderful man um, running multiple organizations in Calgary, and yet you still seem so humble and grounded. Gita, how? What is one thing that you would say to our uh, listeners to keep them grounded? I think what I would say is that you just never forget where you come from. And I come from very simple, uh, a very simple household. And um, I was in a struggling part of my life where I have had my mother, my sisters, my siblings, my brother-in-law, my husband, um, all help me through this journey. And if it wasn't for any of them, you know, um, even Jimmy, my husband's helped me a lot. And I think that staying grounded is actually the vehicle to your success. So always stay humble, no matter where you are, and no matter how much success you achieve, because it'll, um, you will definitely attract more like minded individuals. I agree. Um, you know, we talk about gratitude. And when you give gratitude more, you get more to be grateful for. Um, and it seems like that's been your journey all through life, which is amazing. Um, since this show is about healing, love and growth, what advice would you give our listeners who have faced tragedy? I know you've spoken about it a little bit, but um, if there's one piece of advice that you could give them on, you know, how to deal with tragedy, um, especially for those who are ready to give up. I would say the biggest struggle I've had in my own journey 
is when I have something that doesn't go my way, um, I resist it a lot. Mm. And I think living in resistance is actually not accepting the universe's plan. Mm. So with every high and everything great that comes your way, accept it. Mm -hmm. And with every downfall that comes your way, accept it with peace with peace in your heart. And I think that's the best advice I could give to somebody that if, if um, I think I would like to just add one more thing. Um, For sure. The universe always has your back. Remember that. If you can't find someone that you want to fall in love with, or you know what? The love of your life, something is not working or whether it's a job that you want and you're not getting it. That's all happening for a reason. And it's happening for your greater good. Yeah. And you're going to be aligned with your higher self. And this is all a part of the journey. So if it's a high or a low, <laughs> accept it and thank the people along your journey. Whether it's the best experience or the worst experience. Because they always left you with something that you didn't know before and you've learned. Absolutely. One thing that I um I like to say is, you know, even with every, and you know, I've been engaged multiple times, Sangeetha, um, I think you've actually seen me through every single one of them. Um, but, um, you know, one thing I say is even those difficult times are, or those difficult people in our lives are teachers, right? Um, and so it's, when we look at it as teachers and a lesson learned, it makes it a lot easier for us to look at our journey going forward. I want to thank you so much for joining me today and imparting your wisdom on all of us. I know that there are a lot of people who are going to be touched by your story, Sangeetha. Um, before we end this interview, though, is there anything, any last words that you'd like to share with our audience today? I would say I would leave my last words and um, as encouraging as possibly I can. I want to thank everyone for listening. And I want you guys to remember one thing. I have this quote that really resonated with me. And it says, "If uh, I am confident that whatever is meant for me will never miss me. And whatever missed me was never meant for me. Oh, beautiful. I Love that, Geetha. Um, I'm going to share that quote on our social media pages for anyone who has missed that. Thank you, Sangeetha, again. Truly, it has been an honor. Um, I know you're not easy to get a hold of. You've got such a jam-packed schedule. But truly, from the bottom of my heart, from the bottom of the heart of all of our listeners today, Thank you so much for joining us. And I hope that when Heal, Love & Grow goes into our next season that we get to hear more from you and uh, maybe even from some of your family members. Really honored. Thank you so much for the honor. And it has been a pleasure. And I think the most um, amazing thing about it is I reconnected with my soul sister. Love you lots. <laughs> I love you too. Thank you so much, Sangeetha, for being on this show. Thank you to my listeners for tuning in once again to Heal, Love & Grow with Hasina. Don't forget to check out our social media pages on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Until next time. <laughs>